It's one of the most amazing moments in the presidential election calendar in an event that only gets more tense, where the fate of our nation is at stake, where careers rise and fall, where friends and family battle with each other to decide which candidate they will back. There is one shining deep fried moment of joy that we get before we head rush into battle. And it is the Iowa state fair for anybody who's followed politics for a long time knows that this little bit of Oasis in the summer, right before the Iowa caucus is always a a tremendous media event for all the candidates. They get uh, photographed eating fried dough and corn dogs. And we got an expert. She's been a part of the fair For 50 years, she's not only a part of the Des Moines City Council, but she also runs one of the booths, the Appalicious booth, which I murdered the pronunciation at the beginning. Anyhow, before we get started, I want to remind you, the way you support the show is by going to TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Again, it is TakePoliticsSeriously.com. If you are at our $3 level, you get a bonus podcast on Monday, a bonus podcast on Friday. That is four podcasts a week. All right. What do you say we go ahead and knock off how we support the show? And let's go ahead and get into the interview. Politics, 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 politics. My guest today is going to educate us on one of my favorite elements of presidential politics. It is easily one of the most lighthearted and photogenic elements and yet can contain some serious retail politicking on a level and with stakes that we so rarely see. I'm talking, of course, about the Iowa State Fair. We got a big one coming up and here to tell us all about it. Connie Bozen, uh, she is on the Des Moines City Council and is also the owner of the award-winning Apsisis food stand? Apolysis. Uh, Apolysis, sorry. Uh, uh, first things first, uh, I want to go ahead and uh, let everybody know the reason uh, you guys might hear some stuff in, uh, hear some sound in the line is because Connie is literally on the way to the fair right now, and I figured that would be some great color for the interview itself. But first things first, Connie, uh, what do you serve at this award-winning food stand? Um, Apolysis, we serve sliced caramel apples, apple pastries, apple slush, and then we had our award-winning item. We won the 2018 Best New Food at the Fair with our apple egg rolls. Apple egg rolls. we're going to be doing apple nachos. All right, now, apple nachos, are the nacho chips the apple slices, or is it nacho chips and you're putting all sorts of yummy apple stuff on top? Well, it's about what you do is a uh, tortilla with deep-fried cinnamon sugar put apple filling, caramel, whipped cream, and sprinkle red-hot cinnamon candy. Uh, all right. And then the apple egg roll is an apple filling in an egg roll wrapper, deep-fried cinnamon sugar, and you get that in caramel. 
<laughs> now, what I love about state fairs in general, and I would say the Iowa State Fair, uh, certainly, I have not had the pleasure to go, but I hope to uh, sometime soon, uh, is that you guys have the same, or you have you have a, a tremendous menu of all sorts of, uh, of food and, and competitions and stuff, but also, especially around uh, an election year, you tend to have uh, uh, all of the candidates decamp and come on down to the fair so they can meet Iowa citizens. Of course, the Iowa caucus is the first in the nation. So from from your perspective, uh, uh, when did you understand that the, the, the fair was this political hotbed? When we start seeing all the candidates come, uh, you know, they've been coming. I've been at the fair since I was, well, probably about 54 years. Uh-huh. But when they start doing their soapbox, uh, the register as a soapbox where people can come talk to people and they stand out on and people sit around and uh you know and i think it's started i'm trying to think which presidential candidate the last 12 years has definitely gotten much more uh people coming than probably even before that uh but i I've, I've already heard i think it was you know with as many candidates as there are there have uh there'll be a lot of people out here uh, now, the fair to, and that's a great place. You you know, we'll have over a hundred thousand people in one day at the fair. How so long does the fair go? Place. It goes from Thursday until the following Sunday, for the ten days, from August eighth through the eighteenth. Gotcha. And then at, at that point, it has it has become a a rite of passage for for every uh, candidate at some point to tour the fairgrounds and get the picture of eating uh, some of the delicious fair food. Uh, uh, what? Well, a Sorry, say that again. A lot, of them go, a lot of them go to the pork producers, and they are always flipping pork chops. You know. Oh yeah, no, it is. It is just I don't know for whatever reason. One of my favorite elements of it are those photo ops. It's uh, you, you see these politicians that so carefully manage their image, and they so uh, want to make sure that they are putting their best foot forward, and and uh, certainly telegenically or on social media. Uh, that is uh, job one. And then next thing you know, you see them just housing a corn dog, which you know, nobody looks uh, distinguished eating a corn dog, right? Well, I don't know about that. They're pretty good. So. Oh, they're delicious. They're certainly delicious. You know, they're just it's not something that you would uh, if you were marshalling a, a you know. candidate. Yeah, yes. exactly. I mean, I think it's fun because it's a fair. You can see people, uh, you know, it's a very down to earth. You get to see people and how they interact with people. Yeah. Now, now you said you've been around the fair for over 50 years. Uh, from from your perspective as as a local, it seems like that's a lot of chaos to dump on a a fun event, but certainly an event for the locals. How do Iowans handle all the uh, crazy media attention that can kind of come along with presidential visits to the fair? I I think they enjoy it. I think that we take it serious. Uh, as Iowans, we understand we, that, you know, we were the first caucus, but we also take our role serious on trying to get to know the candidates and understand who we think would be the best candidate, no matter what party, that you have a upfront personal opportunity with them because you meet them in a much smaller setting. Yeah. Uh, you can meet them on one. You're not meeting them in this big arena. Uh, you're meeting them where you can really ask them questions and find out what you feel, what they're all about. I guess it, that's actually an interesting 
concept because for all these candidates, it's not like these candidates are making their first trip to Iowa for the fair. Uh, many of them, if not all of them, have been there for, for months now, some some up to a year, right? Right. They have been. It's there. They've been a lot of house parties. Uh, and, you know, I think Iowa also is a state you can get around very easily. Yeah. But, but a lot of them have been here a lot, and it's a real undertaking. It's really a grassroots type of effort. Uh, yeah, now some have their staff, and people are gearing up staff to help in, you know, recruiting people to get involved and trying to get people to commit to them uh, who you support. Uh, so it's, I think it's, you know, we've been so involved in it that it's just part of the process of any of the elections. But it really does give people an opportunity to understand what their um, candidates are talking about and, and their viewpoint and how they think they would do. How would you gauge the difference? Is there any difference in terms of attendance in a year that is a election year versus a a non-election year? I don't know if I can see. I would have to say with this many candidates, it could make a difference on the attendance. Yeah. Uh, people people will come, but I don't know if it's uh, it's not like they're you know they bring thousands in, but they definitely you know each candidate will bring people in. Yeah, uh, but I think they take advantage of all the people that come to the fair. You know, sure. it's kind of the reverse on this one. It's like they see a, a huge amount of people in a you know small space in a an arena that they can really uh, greet and meet. But then also you have a lot of people who are just here for the fair. So yeah, uh, so it will be an interesting dynamics. You know, it's much different when you have fewer candidates, but there's so many candidates right now, so we'll. It'll be interesting when you have this many candidates. I mean, you can definitely count on a few, a few more hundred tickets for the media alone, right? Right. Sure. <laughs> I mean, at all, anytime you have an event, or if you have people that are going to bring, you know, it depends on which act they have or whatever can generate more people coming. And so, I'm not saying it won't generate, uh, but I don't know if it's like thousands. Sure. Uh, do you have any favorite fair memories of, of, of politicians coming to the fair in, in, in the past? Uh, uh, you know, the uh, something that just immediately sticks out in your mind as a crazy scene or something funny you can remember? Well, it was really probably the last election because we had the butter cow. And there was I'm one of my stands, which I also have the salad bowls. So I have another concession, too, uh-huh. uh, is in the agricultural building where the better cow is. Okay. And, 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 ju- and just, and just, just for folks uh, uh, who have not been to uh, state fairs, uh, the, the, the poor city dwellers, when you say the butter cow, you mean a butter sculpture in the shape of a cow, right? Right. Like okay. a full-size cow. Gotcha. Yeah. And then they do a side, she does other things too. Uh, but I heard over the intercom, please keep the line moving. You're tying up the, you know, we've got to keep the line moving. And I believe it was our current President Trump going through. Ah, gotcha. So people were, so were gawking, got, people were gawking yeah. too much at the butter cow. And right. uh, uh, then candidate Trump was trying to make his way in so he could gaze upon the buttery glory. I guess so. I, think, I believe it was him. It was either one of them. It was somebody was blocking traffic and they were like, please keep moving. And there's lines working for the butter cow. I mean, there is a line all the time gotcha. going past the butter cow. 
Uh, I believe did, did Trump come in on a helicopter last year or last? I think he for, tried, but they wouldn't. I think they he wouldn't have come into the grounds, and they wouldn't let him. Gotcha. So he had to. I guess. I what? think he landed somewhere on a softball field, and then they had to come in. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I guess you can't really valet that, right? You you can't just pull that right. up somewhere and have somebody take it down for you. Uh, well, have okay. you have you with the apple with your with your Appalachians, your award winning Appalachians uh, uh, stand? Have have you interacted with uh with with many candidates throughout the years? I'm not really. I'm I'm quite honestly, I'm too busy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't know if they've come to my stand or not. Uh, I know that I had somebody call from a magazine uh, publication that wanted to know what Cory Booker could eat because he's a vegan. Uh-huh. And she contacted me because of my salad bowl to find out if I had things that he could eat, which I do. He can eat salad and fruit. And we have fruit on the stick, salad on the stick. Uh, so there's... Um, so that that was she called earlier in the year. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see the take because you know it's known for a lot of meat products and those kind of things. I mean, state fairs in general are are, are not necessarily vegan friendly uh, from from the jump, but but also I mean Iowa certainly is is a a, a great meat and dairy area, so that, that will be hard to navigate. But thank thankfully you're there for you're there for Booker, right? Right. I'm there. You can come up and have a fruit smoothie cooler or he could have a juice we have fresh juice we have it all right so. well you want to know what now now it's my mission i gotta i gotta find out i'm gonna follow up with you after the fair i'm gonna see if cory booker came through because that's uh i think you're you're gonna be like a, a, a an oasis in a desert for him that we have an opportunity for him to eat well <laughs> Uh, all right. Is there any advice as somebody who has been around the fair for as long as you have? Are there any do's and don'ts, uh, any faux pas that uh, uh, candidates who have spent some time in Iowa but might not have been to the fair that they should or should not do? Any behavior you would discourage? Oh, well, I would only encourage them. I don't want to discourage. They can do it. I would encourage them to just be natural and walk around and meet people. So I guess then, yeah. And take them aside. And take, sorry, say that again. Take the time to greet and meet if they, you know, people want to talk to them. And, uh, you know, kind of, you know, just be there and and take it in. I mean, this fair is a phenomenal fair. Um, It is a more traditional fair. We have a complete building that has nothing but uh, the hogs are in there. We have a cattle barn. We have a. And then we have a horse barn. So we have, I mean, there's a huge, this is a huge agricultural fair, which it should be for Iowa. Yeah. And I think that our grounds are beautiful. I mean, we have tremendous landscaping trees. There's over 400 acres. And if the candidates really want to see a lot of people, they go up into the campgrounds where there are thousands of people that stay every day and they, they are there every year. Oh my Lord. People. I didn't know that that was a thing. But people people yes. stay out for for the for the weekend or the the, the full ten day run. They'll just uh, uh, set up right. a little city. It is a whole city. Oh it's, man, uh, it's amazing. So there, that's a place where people where candidates could go and meet a lot of people. Too. That's the move, though. I feel like that if you're if you're one of the candidates, maybe one of them that isn't polling uh, uh, in 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 the top five right now. I feel like the move is just go out there and spend a couple days in that in the in 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 the campgrounds. I feel like you'd be an Iowa hero overnight. Well, you would see a lot of people. Yeah, 
Wow, that might be that might be the way to go. Uh, but but in general, what you don't want to uh, to to be is seem like you're uh, above it all, or this is just a photo op. The, the people should really enjoy the fair because there's a lot to enjoy, right? I would say so. That yeah. would be my advice. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of pressure to campaign, but you might as well enjoy yourself while you're here. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Now, what is uh, obviously everyone's going to come to the Appalachian. Uh, uh, booth and and Cory Booker's going to the salad bowl as well as anybody else who wants a fresh juice. Is there anything else that you would suggest as a fair veteran that's maybe maybe not what people would immediately be gravitated toward, but you got to go see a hidden gem of the Iowa State Fair? Well, it's that's a hard one since I'm uh, the one that is working about 20 hours a day. So I don't use it. <laughs> you, I guess you don't really see the fair all that much, right? I think that, you know, in the Air Control Building or the Pioneer Hall, uh, where they also have a museum of the fair where you can go through and see the history of the fair. Those are things, places that they're, uh, that would be good to see. They have a phenomenal photography exhibit in the Cultural Building. Uh, and that's where the arts, it's more the arts building, uh, where they have exhibits. Um, so those are some of the things that I would do if, if they haven't done them before at the fair. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, cause are, are those permanent? Like, are those there on the fairgrounds, whether or not the fair is running or not? Well, they're permanent buildings, but they're open during the fair. Only open during the fair. Right. And just uh, you, you mentioned uh, uh, that there's a ton of people that come through, but just to give folks a sense of exactly how trafficked uh, this is, how many people come through the turnstiles for the fair over the ten days? It's over a million people. Yipes, that's a lot. That is. Uh, considering our state is what three million, yeah. So it's uh, so it's a big event. A lot of people. I think it made the top three things you need to do in the U.S one year uh so uh it's it's a great event well you know i jeez ah, now now i feel like i need so to just go out anyway well you, you know I'll, 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 I'll tell you what i actually tried to uh, we, we applied I, I i do a card game a, a, a debate a presidential debate themed card game we applied for a, a space to uh, to sell the game there this year but uh it was too busy everybody was you know i guess it, it's a it's a real competition to get those vendor boots yeah, so it's very hard to get in because yeah. there's so many people that have. Again, you do it year after year after year. Yeah, no, it's got to be a niche. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta spend more time. Maybe I moved to Des Moines. I'll just figure it out. You know, just that to, could be. It's a great place to be. It is. It is. Trip. And I'm certainly gonna be there for the 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 caucus. And uh, uh, you want to know what? I'll, I'll make a point to come say hello uh, to you, Connie. Uh, Connie, thank you so much for joining me and and giving us a. Uh, a little explainer here on the fair. Uh, you are not only on the Des Moines City Council, but also everybody who is going to the Iowa State Fair needs to make sure they go to the Appalachian booth and uh, get those award-winning. Uh, uh, the soon. To, I'm going to go ahead and put a little prediction. The apple egg rolls. Yeah, the, the apple egg rolls. Yeah, the apple egg rolls are award-winning. I'm going to say the apple nachos. I got a good feeling. I feel like that's that that's well, gonna that's got some luck on it. Well, it's they are very uh, very good also. So it gives people opportunities to have uh, a good dessert treat. Indeed. Uh, Connie, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>